What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Our Heart Surrendered. My name is Addison, and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Our Heart Surrendered. My name is Sophie, and I'm the other co-host of Our Heart Surrendered. You guys, that didn't sound right, but I'm just going to roll with it. I'm really sorry. I feel like every week it doesn't feel natural because I think I change what I say every week. Every single time. So (laughs) consistency is not there, and I deeply apologize. But happy spring. Spring has sprung. We have sprung forward an hour. Addie sprung forward like a gajillion hours this oh past Oh my gosh. Week. <laughs> you guys, like a so whole weird. day or something. I don't know. I would look on Instagram and it'd be like, Addie posted two hours ago. And I was like, it was 5 a.m. two hours ago. <laughs> I sure hope she wasn't up at 5 a.m. It was like such a weird. I was in London, uh, which was awesome for spring break. I went with my roommate and our moms. And it was great. But it was a big time. To, it was okay. I say it's a big time difference. It was only six hours, but it's six hours ahead. So, like, so there were times you- of the day where that didn't make a difference, but th- yeah, it was weird with spring forward because it made it instead of it being six hours, it was five hours. So, do they know like when I forward? got there? No, or they spring forward later in the year. It's like mm-hmm. at the end of April or something. I don't know. I don't. I thought that that was universal. No, it's not even like there are states in the United States of America that don't spring forward. This is news to me. I know. <laughs> I know. And I only know that because we were talking about it on the trip. But it was definitely like a surreal thing when I, not surreal. I don't know why I use that word. But it was just like a weird situation because it's like we would get, I mean, like I would be up at like, 9 a.m. there like 8 a.m. there and it's 2 a.m. at home and I'm like ready to chat with people I just woke up from eight hours of sleep I'm like posting on Instagram I'm doing my thing and then my friends will start waking up at like 2 p.m. here in London because that's like 9 10 a.m. something I don't want to do the math just trust me on it um <laughs> just but, roll with it <laughs> just it was probably around then so and then like so since it's five hours that's about how long I don't I never know I never realized this but that's a long that's about how <laughs> I really am struggling with this sentence <laughs> that's about how long is in between meals like breakfast and lunch and lunch and dinner so I'd be eating dinner while y'all were eating lunch a lot of times that's good though because at least you never got like hungry like in the exactly. middle of the night you know yeah no so true and also I like we were just talking about jet lag for a second on the way to London I took a red eye so I slept most of the flight. It was, it's a nine-hour flight. So I slept a lot of it. Granted, it's like sleeping on a plane, so it wasn't the best sleep of my entire life. But yeah, it's, it's but kinda... it was it was yeah, it is what it is, you know. And then we landed at eleven a.m. London time. So it's like we slept a good amount, a decent amount, whatever. And then we just went all day. Like we didn't go back to the hotel or we didn't go to the hotel or anything until that night. So it was like I couldn't have gone to sleep. So then I get back to the hotel. I get to the hotel at 8 p.m. And I just go to bed because it was like I was so exhausted. Even though it was only like 2 p.m. at home, I was so exhausted from like the lack of sleep and from the day that I had just lived so, that I could just sleep. So then it like automatically adjusted me to the schedule. But technically, there's part of life that you haven't lived, right? that's where I get really confused I just skipped and like 
coming like, back to the United States, I went back in time. Like, I know, like, technically, not really, like, in air quotes, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm I, not saying that, like, Addie, like, time traveled, but, like, time it kind traveled. of, it kind of gives that vibe. Like, you just, it does. there was just a time gap where you just didn't have. Yeah, like, I just didn't have the hours that's my time guys I always say time zones freak me out and people always look at me like I'm crazy but this is why this right here I don't understand them actually now that I'm sitting here thinking about them I it's because of sunset and stuff like that like it sets at different times around the world because it's a sun so they have to that's why they exist I for a long time I was like I don't know why they exist (laughs) like there's not a reason for this no, little like why. little like baby freshman Sophie was like, why can't everyone just be on the same time? It just yeah. never made sense to me. Even in the same time zone, this is something I recently learned. Like my friend, she lives in the same time zone as me, just in a different place. She said the sun sets earlier there. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. how does that even work? We we live in the same time. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the earth transportation maybe I just maybe I missed that week in school or something yeah no Sometimes, really my, my friend and I have been talking about this recently do you ever feel like now that you're in college there's things and you're like I probably just missed that in elementary school like that mm-hmm. base there's some gaps that like principal thing that I was supposed to learn I probably was out sick or something <laughs> I also feel like that about COVID yeah like, for chemistry I'm like I like I should have learned this sophomore year of high school but I missed an entire half a year yeah it's interesting like hearing what people like like and I I don't mean it's like looking down like there's things that I just like never learned how to do like I never learned how to do a radical like solve that oh I don't know where I was (laughs) oh me too I never learned like exponent rules and all of a sudden, I'm in calculus, and everybody knows how to do them. And I'm like, "What the frick? Yeah, I'm and like, you, what's an exponent? And it makes, why do they it makes add? you it makes you feel dumb. You're like, yeah. did I? Miss like, something? we learned this in sixth grade, and I'm like, what sixth grade class did I not attend? Not in yeah. my school. <laughs> no, truly, so hardly. I agree. Hey, um, but you but, know what? You don't so, need radicals to get into heaven. <laughs> amen. And there is a little bit of talk about heaven in today's episode, I guess. Because yeah. it does talk about the rapture in First Thessalonians 4, which is what we're talking about today. You guys so, get ready. This is going to be a good one. Get excited. Um, as y'all know, we've been doing a series talking about First Thessalonians. The first week we did chapters 1 and 2. And so on we have done chapter 3. And now we're doing chapter 4. And le- next week we finish up with chapter 5. But chapter 4 is a great one. Sophie's going to take the first half. I'm going to take the second half. And we're just going to kind of recap. That's about it. Enjoy. Yeah, definitely. So the first half, you guys, um, last week we had some great discussion. We've had some great discussion. I have really loved First Thessalonians. We're going to pick it right back up. So um, if you haven't read it, go read it. But it starts, the first verse in chapter four says, finally. Okay. One word, guys. We got in there. So Whenever I first, whenever I read the word finally, I'm like, yep, it's wrapping up. But then when I was thinking about it, I was like, wait, we're on chapter four. Like we still have another chapter to go. Um, and so this um, is just like wrapping up what um, 
Paul, like he's starting to wrap up, but he's starting to talk about instruction. So he's kind of like been setting up the letter and everything. So now that we've gotten to the finally, we're getting to the instruction and some of the teaching kind of vibe. So now that you know that, let's get excited for what's to come. So then it says, then brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. So this, um, in this, Paul is talking about how they learned from Paul in the past, which we've talked about um, in the last two episodes that Paul had started this church, he had taught them, um, and he's reminding them that they learned how to walk in the Lord and how to please the Lord through Paul and his teaching. And he's saying, you guys are doing that and you're, you're, you're on track. So keep doing it. Keep it up the good work. I think of this as kind of like a coach, like patting the athlete on the back being like, keep it up. You know, that's what I think in this. And so then verse two says, for, you know, what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. He's just reminding you guys, like you guys, you, you've got it. You've got the instructions, you know what to do. So let's go do it. And I think about this, um, especially like I thought about this kind of idea, especially when I was leaving for college, I was like, what if I, like, I don't feel equipped or honestly, anytime where I just don't feel equipped, I remind myself, like, you like understand, like, you know, obviously there's still a lot of room to grow. I'm always growing, but you know what the Lord says, you know what his teaching says. So live it out. And so then verse three says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual or immorality. And so this was like a full 180. I was like, wait, Paul, wait, wait, what are we talking about here? Because it felt like, like, whoa, I was, I was picking it up. And then, um, then I was confused. So, um, I did some, did some research on it and, um, he's, Paul starts talking about abstaining from sexual immorality in these verses. And, um, I was like, I, would like I wonder what the context is and I was reading commentary about it that talks about how in this in the world that they were living in in the Roman culture there was a lot of sexual immorality and living like a sexually pure life and living a life of holiness was like super countercultural. and when I was reading that it like kind of reminded me a lot of our culture how living that way kind of doesn't feel like the norm but like the one-off and so I kind of felt like I related um that to this verse in that way um even though Paul wasn't writing this to us I kind of understood like yeah that's kind of how our world is today too and so he goes on to say that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you. Okay, so the first part of this verse is they're talking about how the people that don't know the Lord that aren't walking in this way, um, he's reminding them and warning them, don't walk in that way. You know the way that you should walk in the way of holiness. And then um, verse six says that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter. So when I first read that, once again, I was like, wait, I don't understand how this lines up. But uh, the commentary that I was reading was explaining it as sexual immorality and this kind of sin affects people around you. And 
Um, it wrongs people around you. It hurts people around you in the situations. And so um, to flee from that sin, flee from all sin, because sin doesn't, it does hurt yourself, but also hurts people around you in a lot of different ways. And so I think that was a really good reminder for me. And then it says the Lord is an avenger in all these things. And this um, goes to the idea that the Lord sees sin and he doesn't forget sin. Um, not that there is not grace. There is grace. Um, but we know that the Lord is God of justice and a God of grace. And so I think um, a lot of times I really want to remember the grace. Also remembering that the Lord takes sin seriously. Um, you see that in the Old Testament. You see that all throughout scripture that uh, sin separates us from God and he takes that seriously. And so I should also take that seriously. I think it was a really good wake up call in this passage. And then verse seven kind of reminds us of what we have been talking about. For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Um, and so this verse, the commentary I was reading really stuck on the word called, um, that this isn't just something that the Lord suggests, but he called the Thessalonians. He calls us to a life of holiness. And um, this isn't just like suggestion, like, oh, maybe we should do this. It's like, no, this this is how we're going to live. And this is how you should live. And so then verse eight says, therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. So this verse, I was like, Ooh, yeah, that's that's convicting um, because I think it's really easy when we're talking about sin to think about like how it affects how it affects like a person and it's very like I think about it in the sense of like what's seen what's around me but um I think it's really important to think about when we're sinning we're sinning against God and that um it says we're disregarding God and that was really strong language and I think that, that really points to the gravity of sin like I said and um it encouraged me and it spurred me on to walk in holiness um, because of like the seriousness of it. So then verse nine, it's kind of like a new chunk, but it's still kind of a part of the other verses. It says now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another for that is indeed for that indeed is what you're doing to all brothers throughout Macedonia. So these verses are talking about, and Paul has talked about this, how the Thessalonians were known by love that they loved. And um, he encouraged them in previous chapters to keep loving. And he's going to keep doing that. And it says that God taught them how to love one another and how to love people. And so I think that this really points to what we've talked about throughout this series is the importance of loving one another and how this church was marked by that and how cool that is. And how I said it before, and I'll say it again, that that's what I would like my life to be marked by. I think it's cool that Paul is just once again encouraging them and reminding them just keep on loving. And then it says, it keeps going to say, but we urge you brothers to do this more and more, which is what I just said. And then verse 11 says, to us and to aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we instructed you. Okay, this verse is really cool, you guys. Okay, so it starts um, by saying, and to aspire to live quietly. And when I first read this, I was like, so like, keep my voice down. I don't really know. Um, but in, upon further research and upon thinking about this, not just whatever first popped in my mind, um, it means to live a life of peace and life 
of rest. Um, and I think that that's really cool because um, oftentimes our lives in today's culture and in a culture of busyness is marked not by living quietly. And so I think that this goes against the grain, but I think it's a life um, that leads to so much more joy, um, a life lived quietly. And I think that's something that I know I could work on. And I know that um, is something that doesn't just come. It's not just something that comes to you, but um, to live a quiet life doesn't necessarily mean it's easier than living like a loud life if you're using those terms. Um, so yeah. And then verse, and then it keeps going. It says, and to mind your own affairs. And I thought this was really cool. And sometimes I feel like I need, I need this little reminder um, to just to live my life, to not concern about gossip and to not concern about how other people are living their lives, but to just mind my business, to mind my own affairs. I think that was a really good reminder from Paul that, yeah, do your thing <laughs> and don't gossip and don't worry about how other people are living their lives. So mind your own affairs is what I learned from Paul this week. And it was really cool. And then um, the last part is to work with your hands. And I think that this part is really cool too, because I was reminded by reading this, that Paul's reminding them to love. He was reminding them to do all these things, but he's also reminding them to work with their hands. And I was reminded that work is good. That's from the Lord, that it's um, something that we're called to do. We're not called to just sit all day, that we can work, we can dedicate our work to the Lord, and that's a good thing. And so, yeah, I was encouraged to keep working hard in whatever I might be doing for the Lord. And then the last part says, so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. So the first part says, so that you may... Um, walk properly among outsiders. And so this is just reminding him to be a light to the outsiders and, and to show other people like why their lives look differently, why they're marked differently, why they're marked by love. And then the last part says that you may lack nothing. And this is really cool because it goes back to when Paul talked about in 1 Thessalonians 3.10 that says that we may see your face and perfect what is lacking in your faith. So then um, after he's like given this teaching in these verses, he's saying that if you follow this, you, you, you won't lack anything else. And so I thought that was really cool that in chapter three, we learned that there are some things that the Thessalonians could work on, but Paul didn't leave them in that. He explained what they could do um, to keep growing and to keep learning. Um, and I think that that's really cool. And I think that that's something that I learned that that's like, Jesus that he wants us to grow closer to him and he I know that I am not perfect but he's not like well yeah you're not he doesn't just leave you there but he wants you to grow and he wants you um to grow closer to him and so yeah that was the first part yeah a hundred percent I loved um I think it's verses 11 through 13 actually let me look before I just talk 11 through 12 where it says, and to aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we instructed you so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. Um, there's this quote from the commentary that I use a lot called Sonic Light. Um, and it was explaining that it basically is, I'll just read it. 
Three aspects of behavior demonstrate love for others. First, a person who leads a restful, quiet life rather than a restless, frantic one avoids disturbing the lives of others. He himself or she herself also enjoys life more. Second, a person who tends to his or her own affairs does not meddle in the business of others. Third, a person who works to provide for his or her own needs and the needs of his or her family does not put a burden on others to support them. Great culture degraded manual labor, but Christianity, as well as Judaism, viewed it as an honorable pursuit, um, which I think sums up very similarly to what you were saying, Sophie, of just like, these things are honoring to the Lord um, and like also so countercultural. I think like I see in my own life the opposite of all three of these and how like my nature is like naturally the opposite of all three of these. It's like, I want to be busy. I am frantically running around all the time. Like first and foremost, like that is the first thing that he said is like a person who leads a restful, quiet life. And like, I tend to be the exact opposite. Like secondly, I tend to be somebody who like wants to just hear like the hot gossip. Like Sophie was saying, it's just like, that is not honoring to the Lord. That is said a million times in the Bible. Um, not to gossip and it's like, like my natural inclination to like want to listen and I have to like choose to not um and then thirdly thirdly lastly I don't know um I think it's I don't struggle with this as much I struggle with more like workaholism like working too much and like not resting um but I know a lot of people who struggle with like the opposite of like I hate working and like I'm not working with the right intentions or purpose and that like goes along with for working um but moving on past verse 12 where Sophie um ended the rapture <laughs> verses 13 through 18 um are talking about the rapture which honestly when I was reading I didn't read the title of the section I just was reading it and I just didn't catch on to the fact that I was talking about the raptures. And then I looked at my commentary. I was like, oh, this is why I look at outside sources other than just my own thoughts, because it provides a lot of wisdom. Um, it, I think the reason I didn't originally process the fact that I was talking about the rapture is because it used the term fallen asleep. And I'm used to hearing the term like brothers who have fallen asleep as somebody who has like looked away or like wandered away from the faith. Um, but this, in this specific context, it is using it to describe somebody who's either dead or eternally dead, specifically. So, like, dead in God is a lot of times how this is referred to. Um, and the fact that, like, they are not with the Lord in heaven. Like, they are dead eternally. Like, they are not eternally. Like, we have eternal life in Christ. They do not. Um, so, that was just, like, an association that I had to make and I think was really helpful but it starts in verse 13 saying, but we do not want you to be uninformed brothers about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have hope, no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by word from the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. Um, in the first verse, verse 13, my translation uses the word uninformed, but in a lot of translation, it uses the word ignorant. It says, but I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. Um, this is, there are four places in scripture written by Paul that he uses the term ignorant. He wrote a bunch of letters, um, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, now this is 1 Thessalonians, and he used um, the term 
and like ignorant. He specifically said, do not be ignorant about something four times in those letters that he's written. The first one in Romans was don't be ignorant about God's plan for Israel. The second time in first Corinthians, it says, don't be ignorant about spiritual gifts. The third time in second Corinthians, don't be ignorant about suffering and trials in the Christian life. And then this time where it says, don't be ignorant about the rapture and the second coming of Jesus. These are areas where ignorance is like still so common, which I think is so fascinating because it's like something that Paul was very, very intentional. Like, don't be ignorant about these things. Spiritual gifts, like speaking in tongues. I think I'm very ignorant to that. A lot of people who have grown up in the South are very ignorant to that. Um, God's plan for Israel. Like all of these things are just not on the forefront of my mind very, very often, especially the rapture, especially um, like the second coming of Jesus, because a lot of times I think I just like really shy away from the subject. And like, to be completely honest, I like still going to continue to do because I just do not have a full understanding of it enough to talk about it on this podcast. Um, but it's like something I like want to lead into in my own walk of the Lord, just not on a platform right now <laughs> where like I'm not in a place to um, have an opinion for other people to listen to because um, I'm not fully informed about it and haven't formed my opinion on that um, as far as like post-trib, pre-trib, all of those things. But um, what I do know is that Jesus is going to come back and he's going to take his people up to heaven with him and we get to celebrate or second coming the world coming to heaven um whatnot all the things um but again back to sleep like it uses the term who have fallen asleep it was a common way to express death in the ancient world um and specifically among pagans it was almost always seen as an eternal sleep and um, we see this like all throughout their writing so this was also ministering to people who were familiar with pagan terms um which is really fascinating to me that he, he like included that in there and was intentional about that um verse 14 the full assurance that christians who have died yet live and um, for if he, it says for if we believe that jesus died and rose again even so god will bring with him those who sleep in jesus um we have more than just like a wishful hope of resurrection in the resurrection of Jesus, we have an example of it and a promise of our own is that like we get to continue to live because of the death on the cross that Jesus died for us. Verses 15 through 16, uh, when it says, for this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Um, I think like truly the only reason that Paul included this was just to like assure the people that those who are asleep in Jesus, they're not at a disadvantage. Like this makes no, the fact that they are dead versus living as human beings does not change the fact that they are alive in Christ or dead in Christ. Like that doesn't change anything. And I like really think that's the only purpose of it as far as I can tell. Um, but that was like a kind of confusing thing to me because I was like, okay, <laughs> super awesome. What does this mean? Um, but I really do think that's the only purpose. In verse 17, when it says, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. This is Jesus coming and meet his church. Like that is such a beautiful picture. And like, this is what 
like we get to have hope and faith and trust in and like that is, should be something that we are excited about and not something that like we fear or like are worried about and are anxious about and it's so exciting like the idea of being reunited with our father is so exciting and and like we get to always be with the Lord, like an eternal it, like this is for the rest of our lives i mean <laughs> i always say for the rest of our lives but it's like even more so like for the rest of ever we get to sing praises and like worship with the lord and be in his presence um which is just so exciting and um, verse 18 the very last words um of this chapter therefore encourage one another with these words and um, this is just like the exhortation comfort one another paul didn't tell him to like take comfort but to give comfort and the way that God works, we always receive comfort as we give it, which is just like a really sweet thing of like, we get to be poured into and take comfort and rest in this like full assurance of faith that we have that like, yes, we die physically, but we get to have eternal life with Christ. No matter when it happens, whenever the second coming happens, like we get to eventually be eternally with Christ. And like, we take comfort in that so that we can give it to other people and share our faith. And like, that is huge and critical. but that's the last kind of section of that where it's talking about the rapture um and like i don't know i just think it reminded me of how exciting it is this like possibility and like like this is a possibility that stands for every single person on this earth like every single person could be reunited with christ and like every single person could read this and get excited and like know that this is what is going to happen in the future and like they're going to be one of the people that gets to be taken up to the clouds and like celebrating um yet not everybody does so my encouragement is to continue to find hope and find comfort in this and find excitement and find joy and also like tell your friends <laughs> like share the gospel let this be the truth for more and more people um because like ultimately that is our mission and like how sweet would it be to get to celebrate with more and more people and um, and like also just matthew 28 18 through 20 like the Great Commission calls us to share the gospel and make disciples of all nations. Um, and this is like a big part of it, which is really exciting and sweet. But that's First Thessalonians 4. Yeah. So if you want to pray. Yeah, definitely. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity to read your word. I thank you for what we can learn through it. Um, I pray that we would... Um, understand your word more and that we would learn to love to read your word more and that we would uh, let it change and influence our lives um, I pray for the listeners this week I pray that we would go out and that we would share the greatest news ever with people around us and that that would um, be the call of our lives and um, would just affect the way we live our lives we love you and we praise you in Jesus name I pray amen amen that is all we have for you guys for this week if you would like to follow our instagram and at our heart surrendered please do we would love to have you over there it's really fun um we be doing the thing sometimes but i think that's about it you can leave a rating interview if you'd like and we love you guys a lot thank you guys so much for listening and let's start to live in wholehearted surrender this week <laughs>